Hello, everybody. Hello, teacher leaders. Hello, leaders from all organizations. Tom Miller here from Leaders Building Leaders. And I wanted to spend a little bit of time with you with this next lesson on, on, on teaching you uh, something that took me a really, really long time to learn and figure out. Lots of reading, lots of podcasts, lots of listening, lots of conferences to finally figure it out many, many years later. So, because I've got the rest of my life ahead of me, so hopefully I can continue to put this into play and continue to uh, accelerate my leadership. But I'm going to share these stories and share these principles that I've learned with you specifically because it's such a, an integral part of your long-term leadership process. And hopefully it can accelerate you. Hopefully you're doing these things really, really well. But maybe there's an area where you're not. And you can, you, know, you can use something from this, from this lesson to embed in your daily leadership evolvement, right? Because leadership evolves daily, not in a day. Just because you go to a conference, just because you read a book, just because you know, you're in a leadership position doesn't necessarily mean that you're a leader as, as, as you're learning in this program and, 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 and you'll continue to learn throughout your life. But I want to start just by saying baseball Baseball is my favorite sport. I, I love baseball. Um, I have played since I was a very little kid. I still remember just being outside and having that little, there was this little automatic uh, pitch guy, and, and his arm would move, and it would, you know, it, it, it pitch me a ball, and I'd just be outside for hours, you know, by myself, just, you know, hitting, hitting the baseball, hopefully one day playing, you know, playing Major League Baseball, and I started coaching when I was really young. I started coaching when I was a teenager, and I played baseball all the way, all the way through college. And and I remember one 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 particular game uh, when I was in high school playing American Legion baseball. We were losing like eight to one, like in a second or third inning. I mean, it was just a terrible, terrible start uh, by us. And I was the leadoff batter. And first pitch that came in, I I crushed it. I hit a I hit a home run at the high school fence. A well, you know, well over 300 feet. I mean, just maybe the farthest ball I've ever hit in my life. And I and I just circled the bases. I you know, it was only a solo homer, but it was the, but it was the start of an inning where we scored over 10 runs. I actually got to hit a second time that inning, and I got a and I got a double. But when I got around the bases on that on that home run, I still remember one of my teammates saying. That's the fastest I've ever seen you move around the bases. You know, kind of implying like, slow down and enjoy it a little. <laughs> you just did something special. And it wasn't until I read this book recently by Kevin Myers. It's the, the, the book is called Home Run. And it's a book on faith, and, and I'm not here to put my faith on you or to push my faith on you. But it talks about hitting, hitting a home run with God, right? Hitting a home run with God and, and having a fulfilled, significant life. And in the book, Kevin talks about how each base, right, whether you're playing baseball or softball, you know the four bases, or kickball or anything like that, each base represents a critical stage. First base is character. Second base is building teams and helping other people survive. And third base is 
is accomplishment and, and achievement and, and, you know, certifications, right, and maybe, you know, college degrees, whatever it is. It's building yourself up. And then home, right, getting all the way around the bases to home is fulfilling that, that cycle. And what Kevin talks about in the book, he's like, too many people lead from home to third, right? Home to third. Home to third and back to home. home to, that's, that's, that's how they're hoping to get around the bases as fast as possible, that they're only, they're only striving to be successful <laughs> for themselves. They're only looking to get certifications and awards and recognition and degrees and titles third to home. Home to third, third to home, home to third. That they skip the most critical bases, home to first, and first to second, right? Home to first, building character, leading yourself, having great character within. So you can move on to second and build, and build a team, right? Help other people achieve the goals that they want to achieve. And as I think back, and it was Tim Mahoney, and I didn't really know him well. I didn't really like him, actually, at that time. <laughs> but he's the one who said it. I've never seen you run around the bases so fast. It was because all they wanted to do was score. And when I think about my first, gosh, 10 years as a professional and close to 30 years in life, it's all I really wanted to do. It really wasn't about other people. It wasn't about building myself in, 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 in character, right? And it wasn't about building teams and helping other people succeed, as, I, as I've shared in previous stories. It was really about how can, I, how can I build me so I can be better for me. So what I've learned is, is to do these things. I'm going to share these things with you, these principles, these, these steps, these attributes that I've learned that have helped me get to first base. <laughs> I need to be a better first base person. As I've shared, I'm a, I'm a recovering gambling addict, and, 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 and when I started going to Gamblers Anonymous meetings in, in February of, or, or March of 2006, actually, I, I stopped gambling in February 2006, but I didn't actually attend a, a GA meeting until maybe six weeks later was it the first time that I ever looked at words like honesty and humility and character. I mean, can you imagine that? Being almost 30 years old and never really reading those words out loud or having an understanding what, what words, that, the, that, you know, what they mean and what they, what they look like to you. So you have to lead yourself well before you can even try to lead anybody else. You have to build credibility through your own self-management. And too, and too many people emphasize decision-making when they should learn decision-managing. And here's, and here's what I mean about that, is that every, every day they're just, they just think that by, by leading it means to just make a bunch of decisions, right, and just hoping that they're the, they're the good decisions. 
And, and as a result, they have a lack of focus, a lack of discipline, a lack of intentionality and purpose because they're just making a bunch of decisions, but they don't necessarily have a purpose to filter those decisions through. Okay? Most think that self-leadership is about just making good decisions every day when really what they all, all they need to do is to make a few critical decisions in major areas of their life and then manage those decisions within their day. Here's a great example. I mean, New Year's resolutions. I mean, how many people have you met who have made New Year's resolutions? Right? It's easy to make a New Year's resolution. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to, to take that decision and manage it in your day-to-day. Think about the gym. If you've ever been a member of a gym and you've ever been in a gym in the month of January, it's packed. It's okay. Just go to February. Go in February. There's no one there. <laughs> There's no one there because cause the easy part was making that first decision. The hard part is managing those decisions over life. And that's what I wasn't able to do. I didn't, you know, I didn't imagine a world without gambling. I didn't imagine a world with without poor character and poor decision and just looking for the score, looking for the home run. Those were decisions I was making every day, but I wasn't making critical decisions about my life. You see, consistency compounds over time, and it's the, it's the, it's the, daily, it's the daily decisions that are going to get you the best result, the b- daily focused decisions taking you to that purpose, goal, and vision. As John shares, everything worthwhile is uphill. Okay. So you've got to manage your emotions. Right? I mean, I know when I get emotional, my IQ drops, and I don't really have a lot of points to give. Okay, so manage your emotions. Never get too high, never get too low in a 24-hour span. Right? If you're going to have a pity party, cap a time on it, 24 hours. Going to celebrate, 24 hours. Making emotional decisions leads to bad decisions. Making bad decisions typically occur when you're emotional. Next, you've got to be able to manage your time. You have to think about your time right, as much as you think about your money. I mean, you know, someone will say, it's going to take me this amount of time to, you know, save up. Let's say you're going to, you know, go on a nice vacation or something to that effect. Maybe the vacation's, you know, somewhere between four and seven days long, and maybe you're going to Hawaii or it's some sort of cruise, and it's going to cost a couple thousand dollars. And if you say to yourself, well, if I save, you know, $100 a month for two years, <laughs> I'll have $2,400 to be able to pay for this cruise. And you're basically measuring those two years versus that one week of your life. Is that how you really want to do it? Everything has to fight for its life to be on your agenda. You should be making your decisions for your time based upon those purpose, vision, and goals that you set for yourself. And every day you have to decide what's most important for me to do today to get me closer to my goal tomorrow. 
And then how much time is each one of those going to take? And then you have to ask yourself, is that worth my time? You only get one shot on this rock, just one shot. <laughs> so doing things for other people who might not make you a priority in their life, right, or doing things that doesn't serve you, you may want to check on that. The more efficient you are with your time, and you use that limited time that you have to focus on the right things, you're going to get noticed. You're going to get noticed. And learn how to manage your priorities. Manage those priorities. John Maxwell teaches his three R's. The first R is required. These are the things that are required of me to do. I'm required to do them. You might be responsible for everything but you're not required to do everything. And a requirement means only you can and should do them in order for them to get done. Right? And that would mean that it's in your strength right? or you're, it's something you're learning how to do or the leader specifically said you have to do it. These are things you're required to do. The second R is return. These are the things that the organization gets the greatest return or your family or community gets the greatest return when you do them. It's the 80-20. I want you to think about it. If someone can do something as 80% as well as you can, empower them to do it. Teach them to do it. Delegate them to do it. Your, your, time, your time is your most precious resource. And the last one is reward. Does it fill your heart? Or does it suck the life out of you? You're doing things that suck the life out of you. You're going to lose a lot of energy. And so I want you to really think about shifting from a generalist to a specialist. Don't just be the jack of all trades and master of none. What are you great at? And focus your time, focus and energy, and your training and your work towards that specific skill. Okay? What do you do? What are the few things that you do exceptionally well? What are the few things that you do exceptionally well? You need to know that. The next one is to manage your energy. You can't be 100% all the day. And John talks about there's an ABCs of energy drain. The first one is A, activity without direction. This is when you're just doing things that don't matter. The second one is burden without action not being able to do things that really matter. Okay, activity without direction, burden without action, and the last one is conflict without resolution. Conflict without resolution, not being able to deal with what matters. So you lose energy when you do things that don't matter, when you're not able to do things that really matter, and you're not able to deal with things that matter. You need to learn how to do your most important work when you're at your best. We have this great tool. It's called the 15-Minute Miracle, and I'll, and I'll add it to the portal so you can do it. And, and every single day, you just track what you do every 15 minutes, and you start to focus on where are you at your best, where are you getting distracted, what things are taking you out of your, out of your strength zone. I challenge you to take that assessment. Next, you've got to manage your thinking. Manage your thinking. You have to find time to think. For most people, one minute of thinking is way more valuable than 60 minutes of doing. One minute of thinking versus 
60 minutes of doing. I'd ask you, when's, when's the last time you took five minutes of your day to think about how you can improve your life, to think about how you can reach your long-term goals? Five minutes. If you, if you took five minutes a day to think about that for 30 days straight, I guarantee you would have an incredible plan, an incredible plan. Five minutes a day. Right? Just think, five minutes a day. Anything that you're trying to improve in your life, just take that five minutes of quiet, daily think time. Next, you need to manage your words. You need to make sure that your walk matches your talk. Does your walk match your talk? You are the sum. I mean, you know, think about it. Where you are right now, you are the sum of your actions that you've chosen in life. You're the sum of your actions. When I was you know, 29, 30 years old, I was the sum of my actions. I was, a, I was a recovering, just starting to recover gambling addict that was having a whole sorts of other character problems. I was the sum of my actions. And yes, as a, as a third-to-home leader, I had, I, had, um, I had built myself some skills. I had you know, achieved some, some, some things, some pieces of paper and some titles, but I wasn't, getting, I wasn't moving up in my organization at all. I wasn't moving up in the eyes of those who that mattered because I couldn't lead myself. My walk did not match my talk. You are the sum of your actions, and your actions come directly from your thoughts. So if you manage your think time and you start thinking about purer thoughts, about more important thoughts, about focusing on the, the, you know, the more important things, how you can become a better first-base leader, so, you know, self-leadership, how you can be a better team leader, how you can accomplish more right, and do more and be more significant. Are you getting all this? Is this making sense to you? Next, manage your personal life. Manage your personal life. Now look, if your personal life at home is a challenge, your life at work is going to be hard, especially if you don't have a healthy organization or a good boss. You know, your poor your poor management of your personal life, you know, the poor things, the poor actions that are happening, the poor consequences you know, from your actions that are occurring in your personal life, they're going to bleed into your work life. You've got to manage things at home. You've got to manage things at home so you, so, you can be better, so you can be better for those that you lead at work. It's always going to follow you to your workplace. And, and there's many issues that arise, there's difficulties with your own boss and colleagues, they're directly in proportion to the challenges that you have in your personal life, in your self-leadership. And when you lead yourself well, your results with your colleagues and your boss will, will improve. Remember, charisma gets you in the door, but credibility is going to keep you in the room, right? Character and credibility are going to keep you in the room. So three rules. If I can't lead me, no one's going to follow. If I can't lead myself, others will not respect me. And if I cannot lead myself, other people will not follow me on my path. If I can't lead me, no one's going to follow. 
No one's going to respect me. And nobody's going to partner with me. You've got to lead yourself first. So let's just recap real quick. These are the things. Number one, focusing on this credibility through self-management. Right? Manage your emotions. Manage your time. Manage your priorities. Manage your energy. Manage your thinking. Manage your words. And manage your personal life. If you do those, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you will see significant results. And you don't have to work at all of them at once. You don't have to work on all, the, all, all those seven things at one time. Focus on one at a time. Where is, it, where is it that you need to focus your energy? Maybe it just starts with finding five minutes a day to think. <laughs> five minutes a day to think. I hope this lesson has served you well. So right now what I want you to do is write down, what are you going to apply based upon this teaching? Right? What are you going to apply in your life? What are you going to change in your life? What are you going to teach someone else? What are you going to apply? What are you going to change? And what are you going to teach? I look forward to seeing you on the next lesson. And I believe in you, and I believe in your dream. So hold your image and keep moving forward. Love you, everybody. Thank you.